0: I'm the author of Living Without Fear, a co-publisher of Inspired Journeys, and a book-writing expert. I help you overcome your fears in life and writing your book. I offer a course called Believe You Can Write, and I support you with one-on-one coaching. Get in touch with me if you need help, or order my biography and self-help book, Living Without Fear. And please share this podcast with a friend, who you know needs to hear this episode. And why not giving this podcast a five-star review so that many more people will find this episode. And today, I'm so excited to have Fiona Nichols from Switzerland with me. Fiona is one of the 31 authors of the Amazon bestseller Inspired Journeys. And she's the founder of Swiss Tonic, a young brand of chemical-free skincare products that only use clinically tested raw ingredients. Fiona's huge success with Swiss Tonic is the consequence of a severe horse riding accident that had left her with a broken spine and ended her career as a horse breeder and professional show jumping rider. Fiona's intensive studies of ancient botanical plants and formulating skincare products have already resulted in four awards for the over 35 Swiss tonic products, including the best selling face serum, masks, exfoliants, moistures, body oils, soaps, and hand repair oils. Welcome to the show, dear Fiona.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Esther. Thanks for the great introduction. (laughs) Thrilled thrilled to be here. Thank you. So shall we start with your story with horses? Where did it start? Uh, Horses were my entire life. That's actually the only thing I've ever done all my life. Competing and training, breeding horses. Um... Do you remember when you, you had your first horse? I was, I was literally born on a horse. My, my, par- <laughs> my parents were riders. We had horses at home. Uh, we had stables at home. I rode and then my sisters rode, my brothers a little bit. We're a totally horsey family. So that's where all that came from. And that uh, dictated the rest of my life, which just continued on being horses, horses, and nothing but horses.
0: Did you have a favorite horse?
1: I've had many horses, but we do, yeah, we, we do have one special horse. Um, and I had one who was called Barn, Barn Owl, who is really my the horse of my life. But I have gone back into horse riding now just as a hobby since a year, and I have a new horse, a young horse, and I'm wondering if he might be the new horse of my life. I have some kind of magic with him. Oh, so. So anyway, the bar is set very high from the other horse from Barnell, but we'll see in a few years.
0: Well, nice to hear. And so what did you think how your
1: career will be when you were 15 or 18? For me, it was going to be my whole life in horses. I actually, when I was probably 13, 14, 15, I wanted to be a horse trainer. And, And my father had said not letting you do that. It's too too difficult as a life. It's too hard. And I'm so glad that he saved me from that because training um, training people, being an instructor, basically, that's what I wanted to be. An instructor is very, very hard work, long hours, badly paid, et cetera. But I still um, envisioned my whole life working with horses, doing something with them. That was it. There was no other option of any other business or getting a proper job. It was for me sighted horses
0: and why is it what's special with the horse i i've never I've ridden never ridden no what, uh, what, maybe for someone who doesn't
1: have this affinity what what is so special about the horse there's something very magic about horses that we don't have with dogs and cats there's some kind of telepathy that once you get to know um your animal You can really communicate by telepathy and we don't have this with dogs no matter how much time we can spend with the dog we don't have this magic dogs are amazing too but they don't have this so you have that side of things with the horses but then you have the sport you also have the challenge with them it is a a wild animal it is an animal of prey also so they have their instincts so it's a constant challenge putting yourself in question all the time and they can make you feel so amazing and then they can just kill your spirits the next day by refusing to work with you or put you on the floor. Or... It's, it's so many things. It's, it's so in, it, it very complete. And I'm very introverted person. So I think uh, horses attract a lot of introverts as well. Where we don't want to, people who don't want to spend a, a lot of time with big crowds and talking all the time, we can spend time with horses and not speak for days apart mm. from communicating. <laughs> um there's that side of things too and it does attract a lot of introverts
0: did you talk to your horse when you were in your puberty or so
1: (laughs) i always do yeah
0: (laughs) we talk to our horses. yeah 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 nice so it's it's this communicator you use and you you don't get offended you never get disappointed so you it's
1: a best friend who who is there your best friend all the time or yeah yeah it's like a best friend and you can you can go to the stables and you're having a bad day within five minutes you're not having a bad day they just take away any stress any sadness anything you can also go to the stables and you're feeling ill like I don't think I can ride today and in five minutes you feel better Um, there is a lot of magical powers, I believe.
0: Wow, that sounds beautiful. So you, you saw your career, you saw your life,
1: and then what happened? Then in 2017, I had this accident where I broke my spine. And up until then I'd had a long life. I've had a lot of accidents. I've broken every part of my body and broken tendons and bones. It didn't bother me i just was impatient to get back on the horse three months later each time but the back that was more serious uh meant i had to stay lying down for a long time and also as i rose um, as i raised my daughter alone being paralyzed it really wake wakes up the possibility of reality of you being paralyzed when it's your back and i suddenly feared being in a wheelchair paralyzed and trying to raise my daughter alone it was just um a really big shock to me. Mm. So um, yes, I, was, I had to lay down for a long time. So I knew that my career was over finished overnight because um, even if I got back at the end of the, by the end of the year, back to the horses, I had quite a few horses, um, competition horses. I couldn't maintain them while I'm lying like, flat on my back. I couldn't afford to keep them in training um stabling and things until i got back if eventually i did get back if there was no complications there wasn't i wasn't even sure about that at that time
0: hmm. what diagnosis did the doctors tell you first
1: that you are going to walk again or, or yeah yeah to? yeah yeah no i mean it was pretty simple clean fractures but um still you never know at that moment so uh like guys with pain and you come out of bed you don't know it, it all seems possible that you don't know what happens in a year if you're walking again if you can ride again because I've met plenty of people who've had accidents but the the after effects is too painful for them they have too many problems and the back is a serious place so I, I didn't know I really didn't know at that time
0: mm. and for long did you need to lie down
1: probably only Four months, completely lying. <laughs> yeah, then, then I could walk, but I I could only walk around the house. I wasn't allowed to, you know, do steps or go anywhere that I might trip. Any uneven surfaces, um, hmm. so I had to stay very very quiet if I was walking from room to room. So it was it was quite a while.
0: And what? How did you occupy your time back
1: then? Tell me more about that where it's the like, magic started okay well the first two weeks was probably total self-pity sadness depression uh disbelief that that i was gonna had to shut my business down and it was over um very very hard time uh and just not knowing yeah desperation not knowing what to do with myself feeling like I was in a black hole not only with all this with the pain I was going through but just like I couldn't see a future if I didn't if I couldn't do something with horses for me there's nothing left for me to do I've done horses my whole life I've never had a proper job I've never been to university I don't have references so I'm basically unemployable so if I didn't do horses I couldn't see what I could do I would you know how I could look after my daughter and how we could not starve. It was really, really bleak few weeks. And I had how to take... How old, the, excuse me? How, how old, old I was? You, your daughter at the time? My, my daughter, she was probably 10 at the time. Mm. So that was a couple of weeks, very miserable. And I had to take the decision at that point to sell my horses, to send them to professionals to be sold on my behalf, so I didn't get to say goodbye to them. I didn't get to choose who bought them, which I usually was very, very strict to be sure that they went to the perfect home. Um, that must have been the most difficult
0: moment. Huh?
1: Yeah, it was probably probably the, one of the most difficult moments in my life. It was really heartbreaking. It was horrible, but I didn't see I had a choice either. These competition horses are a little bit crazy. So I, they're not horses I could give to amateurs. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of amateurs who'd love to ride horses, but they're not easy horses. And I don't want to, to create an accident. So I, I couldn't give them to, to amateurs. I had to, to give them to professionals, professional competition riders especially. So yeah, that was a really, really awful period. And then after a few weeks, I, I had to put my big girl panties on and start finding solutions. And I did like, I must say, since a couple of years when everyone was talking about internet, things like this, I did like the idea of having a business online. So I started looking, I wasn't very computer illiterate, but I started looking online at different ideas and what study, what can I study online without having to go to a university, and was amazed at how many studies you can find online. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't know about all this. I spent my life outside in the barn and the stables <laughs> with the horses. suddenly i'm discovering everything that's available on internet and all these courses universities and laboratory courses and my second passion in life is 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 botanicals and skincare. i I used to make a little bit of uh, a few products just for myself because i've got very sensitive skin and when have you started that this was making my own products Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for your Uh, skin oh probably in about 2010 okay and that was just because i was getting i started understanding why my skin was getting irritated by everything i was buying and i started just researching for myself by my curiosity about labels and and discovering that it was just like disgusting most of the stuff that was in these ingredients was either loads of water and on top of that lots of synthetic chemicals to preserve all this water and lots of um products um ingredients that make the product looks look nice, smell nice, and have a nice texture, but they didn't actually do anything for the skin. So it was all those kind of things that were irritating my skin. So I was making very simple products at the time just for myself and not even sharing them around me. What kind of ingredients did you use back then? Then just oils basic oils, argan oils and uh, nut different nut oils. But I wasn't using them like I use in my ingredients today in their raw state. I was just buying what I could find in pharmacies and natural shops, uh, which is was still very good and healthy compared to these a lot of these mainstream products. so i so I was looking into these these internet courses to see what I could do to maybe go in that direction, as I knew quite a bit about chemicals and skincare I thought maybe I could develop that and maybe maybe that could be a possibility but that that time I was thinking that maybe I could get a job later on once I become an expert in all of this it would be a way to get a job not to create my own company that Hmm. was something that happened later wow and who helped you with your mindset
0: I mean you were desperate (laughs) Tell us a little bit more. Who were your coaches to to get to this standpoint?
1: Because you just said, yeah, I, maybe I could make a living out of it. Yeah, absolutely. This was also, mindset was something i would never, I don't think I'd even heard of it before, I, and, until this point. And then, of course, I stumbled onto something, a mindset course with John Assaraf. Um And this was just like life changing for me. All the doubts I was having that, you know, I I can't do this or I wouldn't be able to do that or that's too scary Um, or I'm not good enough to start a new career at whatever age I had 40, I don't know if I was 44 or something. Um, John Asaraf really, really helped me. And then I really got into mindset and neuroscience as well to tr- to understand that we can train our brains because we're just programmed, wrongly programmed, for a lot of our beliefs. So then I started getting into all sorts of people like Earl Nightingale, um, Simon Sinek, John Rowe, of, there's so many mm. Do you decision. remember
0: Fiona what was your mantra or, or what was your new belief you put into your brain the first one maybe that I know they change from time to time or from from
1: month to month Uh, I think it was something like if we see it in our head we can achieve it what we can see in our in our head we can achieve mm, beautiful yeah
0: and then how come that now you have 35 over 35 products already <laughs>
1: yeah. and you've got four awards already <laughs> yeah so i i plunged myself into it's now been five years of just eternal work and research and studies and i'm still studying um, the more you learn the more you realize you need to learn so it's just you, you, you probably know that yourself it's just a never-ending learning curve so at that time yeah I went very deep into studies uh, botanical studies and skincare studies and unusual ingredients that's that have survived millions of years that have these incredible properties that have just been forgotten about um, and you name one one yeah uh, moss moss celtic this is a moss that grows on a stone on rocks up in the alps it's survived 470 million years and wow why is it why is it um survived so long through drought and um uh i think of words in french sometimes and i lose the english word uh canicule. <laughs> yeah. heat extreme heat heat yes. wave heat wave um and it still grows in the out in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And flooding and drought and pollution. Um, because this kind of plant has such incredible repairing um, characteristics to repair and, mm. and, and adapt. And this is what we can take into skincare. So these kind of plants are just incredible, absolutely incredible. And how do you get them now, this um, I work with a Swiss uh, biochemistry lab in the Swiss German part, who's specialised in all you know stem cells and on all these ancient plants. Ah. And it's, it's the uh, them who are very uh, leaders in their field for all this kind of technology extracting these incredible molecules and enzymes out of these um, plants. Wow, in exceptional plants. Sounds amazing. So we.
0: In your products, there are plants who survived
1: all the centuries with all our pollution. Yeah. um, Every ingredient I'm using, I'm using uh, very potent oils, everything in their raw state so that it keeps um, all the the vitamins and minerals, enzymes that nature gave it because once they're cooked, bleached and, and processed, uh, they're, they're pretty wor- worthless uh, so I'm using those kind of oils then extracts of plants these unusual plants so every single ingredient in my products has very potent qualities and does something amazing for anti-aging they're, they're all anti-aging plants and ingredients mm. because we're, mm-hmm. not getting, we're not getting any younger <laughs>
0: <laughs> and do you remember Fiona when you lie in bed did you see some of these
1: products? Did you see them already? Or uh, after, after my accident, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Not so many of them. I, <laughs> I, I initially saw just a very small brand of what I was creating for myself, uh, which was a soap, um, a face cream or a serum, an exfoliant scrub, and a mask, I think that was all I was doing for myself. And I envisioned just selling those. But once I got deeper and deeper into my studies and realized these unbelievable plants that's, that, that we can use, I wanted to do something a lot more high-tech, a lot more potent. So when I, when I created my brand, when I decided I'm not going to get a job being an expert for somebody else, I'm gonna create my own brand. I just had those, I visualized those products And then it took off after that, more and more products from there.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. And if our listener, someone is thinking of something of doing for so long, but they're scared of doing it, what would you recommend
1: this listener? I would say, first of all, go and listen to mindsets. Find the person that resonates with you. There is a lot of good people out there, but um, you need to listen to a few to find the one that you resonate with. And I'd say that's the starting thing because our self-doubts and fears are so handicapping. We need to get over that hurdle first. And then, and then it shows us the way that anything is possible. But definitely mindset. Yeah. Beautiful. Anything is possible.
0: <laughs> anything, it. If,
1: if we believe it, anything is possible. And yeah, I, I'm the proof. <laughs> and then the magic starts and you have already been on a horse again. <laughs> Yeah, it's now been 12 months I bought I bought a young horse. I'm back on, but it's just a, a few times a week. It's a hobby. Um, my back is absolutely fine. But I'm wearing a back pro- uh, an inflatable body protector now in case I do get flicked off. Mm. And I'm not quite as brave as before. But yeah, I'm happy to be back on and, and at least have this little hobby again. And the horse is a part of my life. Uh, again, so this is great. Yeah, oh, so, I'm okay. so
0: happy for you, Fiona. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and with your brand,
1: Swiss Tonic, what, what is your vision for next year? My vision is to keep growing. I'm selling now in 26 countries. Um, wow. I, have, I have, congratulations! Um, thank you. I have a team of about 14 people now working. Um, so the idea is to keep growing, but to f- to find a healthier balance for me because now it's been five years basically working nights and weekends and and also studying and it's too much and and too much stress i need to to learn to work smarter now Mm -hmm. instead of just unlimited time because i've run out of hours or minutes to add anything else in now so to and as I am learning every aspect of the business as I go along, each new phase is completely new for me as I don't come from a corporate background. I have to then learn this phase now and then the next step, then I have to learn this. So now I'm going to try to learn to run the business without running myself into the ground. Um, I'm on the good path, but I am not. I haven't conquered it yet. So that's my plan for next year, growth and and calming down a bit.
0: Do you have some mentors, still?
1: Yes. yeah, I think that's something we should keep all the way along our path. We need mentors. A business mentor will help us set up, set up our business, run our business by uh, instead of us having to make all the mistakes and just testing, somebody to hold your hand and help you give you advice. That's um, absolutely priceless. And then mindset as well. I, I do some meditation and then I do start, it, I'll go through a week or two and I start to ignore doing some mindset or some meditation. And then I start to feel some fear coming on or some stress. And then I'm aware that I need to go back to it. It's it's something you have to maintain all the time, isn't it? You can't just fix yourself once and then get on with life. You you need to maintain this this mindset. Uh, so a mentor, yeah. Hmm priceless talking
0: about fear what is your recipe or
1: how do you cope with your fears if they're popping up again my fears is listening to something some mindset mentor i will go straight back to i've probably got about eight different mindset mentors that's that i really like so i will as soon as fear starts creeping in, I start. I rec. I can recognize it today. So as soon as it starts creeping in, I'll go back to listen to a podcast or a YouTube one that I've already seen, and I know that just helps you unblock these fears. But that you can't deal with your fears by yourself. We we create such rubbish in our heads that we need. We do need mindset mentors to to help with this. I think.
0: Mm, wonderful. What helps me with fear is asking myself questions. Is this fear based from my past or is it some, some things I, I'm afraid it will happen in the future or so? Nice. And when I, I see that I'm in, the ba- in my past or in my future, I take myself back to the moment. And then I start with gratitude, what I'm
1: grateful for, and then fear disappears. <laughs> nice. Yeah, gratitude is a great one, isn't it? That's, uh, that, yeah. that works a lot. Um, and another thing I think also, saying to yourself, what's the worst case scenario? What's really, if it really all went bad, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? Um, I find that quite helpful as well.
0: Mm beautiful so some last words for our audience maybe what else could help as well i think
1: i've said everything (laughs) um or what do you tell your daughter i've given up telling my daughter because she doesn't want to know it seems like anything that comes from her mother is just not valuable um, I've tried to get her into mindset stuff, and she's having her own teenage problems. And it would be very beneficial to her lots of this mindset stuff, but she, she seems to have a blockage that she doesn't want to know. She knows it better, um, so I'm mm-hmm. not being I'm not being very helpful. I yeah, I would love to be able to help her a lot more than the, she's is letting me. So I'm not uh, I'm not the perfect example there right now. <laughs>
0: yeah so let's end this conversation with the belief that you can do
1: all you want you can do anything you want just gotta yeah. believe in yourself anything is possible anything and a lot more than we think we are capable of so much more than we believe and uh, and it's fascinating what we're what we're capable of isn't it
0: yeah that's beautiful so thank you so much Fiona for having been here thank you Esther good talking Mm -hmm. to you and thank you dear listener for still being here with us and thank you so much for sharing this podcast with someone who needs to hear this episode have an amazing day and talk to you next week